Hi, and welcome back to my channel. Um, I know, I wasn't here last week, so I just want to apologize. Um, me and my son, who's three, we were deathly ill, you know. It was real bad, but we're not going to talk about it. I, I'm not going to talk about it. I was really sick, so I'm so sorry I wasn't here last week. But don't worry, I'm going to be here. Hopefully for the next few weeks. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. If you don't know who I am, my name is Tiffany Brito and each week I do a little segment called Couch Detective. I consider myself to be a couch detective. So if you're interested in true crime, you should be here every single Tuesday on my YouTube channel at least. And then on Wednesday I upload a podcast. So I stream it here and also stream it on my podcast. You can find it anywhere where podcasts are. I'll link it down below. You get it. It's Couch Detective with Tiffany Brito. Let me stop making it about me and get into this week's case. I've been interested in true crime for a very long time and there are very few cases that get my blood boiling. Very few names in true crime that just take me to a whole nother level. But this case, the names in this case are a huge trigger for me. So I feel like talking about it so today's case is about the tragic murder of Kaylee Anthony, and we probably all know about her, at least we know her name, her mom's name, Casey Anthony. Oh, I hate just saying it. It's hard to even figure out where I need to start with this case because there is a whole bunch of craziness. But Casey Anthony, the mother of Kaylee Anthony, what went to a gas station in 2008 and she ran out of gas like she got to the gas station on fumes we all have someone who's like that but she like got to the gas station and then ran out of gas and then she was like hey who needs a car anyway and she just left the car there like I don't know why so she's like I guess it she didn't have I guess any money so she's like I'll just keep the car here and get it repoed and instead of like putting gas in the car. You know, she's very smart, this Casey Anthony lady. But she does that and her car gets repo because she leaves in the lot, you know, for a few days. So they take it and then her father, George Anthony, gets a call from the car lot saying like, hey, we have your car because the car was in her father and mother's name because they're great parents good, I don't want to say great, they're good parents who just wanted to provide for their daughter and get her a car. She was, you know, she's young, they want to give her a car, you know, no normal things. Her parents get the call that she left her car at the gas station to get repoed. So now they have to pay to get the car that they ever so generously gave to her to drive and get it out and all that jazz. So they're pretty PO'd at this point. So they show up to the car lot to get the car and then before they even like walk up to the car, the lot attendant who, you know, watches over the lot where all the cars are said, look, this car smells real bad. Like just walking up to it, it smells bad. Like there's a smell coming from it. So they start walking up to the car and before they even get to the car, it just smells horrendous. It just smells so bad. And the smell is coming from the trunk of the car. So they open the trunk and they're like gagging and all they find in there is one trash bag in the trunk that's it just one trash bag and they immediately threw it out 
They didn't bother to see what was in the trash bag or anything. They just threw it out. But they got the car and they rolled all the windows down, left everything open because they said the smell was so bad that they had to like let the car air out. It would just, it wasn't like you just threw the bag away and the smell went away. Like, you know. I'm going to have to do a little bit of backtracking so you understand the story because it's very confusing. But at this point, her car getting repoed, Cindy and George Anthony haven't seen their daughter, Casey, for 30 days at this point. So it's been one month since they've seen her. During this time, she was hanging out with her super cool DJ boyfriend and just like not seeing her parents. They haven't seen her or Kaylee in a month. So her parents kept trying to like hang out with her, see their granddaughter, because you know, grandparents, they honestly rather see the kid rather than their own kid. They rather see their grandchild. But um, she just kept saying, oh, well, she's at a theme park because they do reside in Orlando. So there's like Disney, Universal, all the fun stuff. So she was like, um, you know, she's at the theme park or she's with the nanny. She didn't say the nanny's name at this point, she just said nanny. She really wasn't, she didn't give her parents ever any details of really what's going on in her life. Um, but she did state that she's busy at work at Universal Studios, the theme park I just said, that she works there. And she's really busy on a project going on with Universal that's going on in Tampa. So you're caught up at this point and they just got the car out of the impound lot. They're pissed. Yes, I cussed. They are pissed that she, like, left her parents to, like, pay for the car, left it there, didn't care about it. They're feeling a lot of emotions, and they haven't seen her or the granddaughter in a month. So they track her down, they start making phone calls, and they finally find out that she's at her super cool boyfriend's apartment, the DJ boyfriend, and they're just, like, hanging out there. So um, Cindy Anthony drives over there. She's like, look, I need to see my granddaughter. I haven't seen her in a month. I can't go without seeing her anymore. I love her. I want to see her. As soon as she gets to the apartment, all she sees is drug paraphernalia. I can't believe I said that right. I did. That's all she really sees around the apartment. It's like noon. It's like super early in the morning. Not the point, but that's what she's doing. She's supposed to be super busy, but that's what she's doing. And she gets there and she's like, where's Kaylee? And Casey's like, she's at with the nanny. And Cindy, they're going back and forth, you know, mother-daughter argument. This is like a legit argument, though. Saying, like, where is she at? Oh, she's with the nanny. What's the nanny's name? You've never even told me her name. Her name is Zanny. Yes, people, her name is Zanny the nanny. No disrespect to people who are actually named Zanny, but... That's what she said. Her name is Zanny the Nanny. So Cindy's freaking out. She's like, I want to go see this nanny. I'm going to go get Kaylee. I don't care. I'll just go pick her up early. I don't care. And she just, Casey just is like brushing her off like, Mom, stop. You're blowing this out of proportion. Like, I'll bring you to her. Just stop freaking out. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm, she snapped at this point. She wants to see her and she, Casey is just so embarrassed because she came over in front of her cool boyfriend and is just, just, just flipping out and she's just so embarrassed. So Cindy, Casey's mom, and then Casey's brother is at the apartment right now at the DJ boyfriend's apartment. And Cindy's just in the apartment. She's losing it, but Casey goes over to the side with her brother and says, look, I can't give her Kaylee because... My, my nanny, her nanny, Zanny the nanny, took her, like I took her to her one day and she held her close and she would not give her back to me. She said no 
and it's been a month. So she didn't even tell this directly to Cindy. Cindy was just like being nosy and listening. And she just, at this point, I can't even imagine. She just lost her shiitake. Calls the police and she's like, something is wrong. I haven't seen my daughter in a month. I just found her. Like she found her. She didn't just show up. She found her. And I just got her car out the impound lot and it smells like a damn dead body's been in the car. I don't know about you, but I don't think if my mom repoed my car out of a lot, that her first assumption would be that there's a dead body in the car. My mom would be like, Tiffany, what the heck did you leave in your car? So I feel like this says a lot for Cindy to say this. And she called and no one took her seriously. So she called back again. She's like, look, I just found out that my daughter, my granddaughter, who's three years old, has been missing for a month. She's super, like you can tell, she's freaking out. Has been missing for a month. I just found my daughter. There, there's a smell coming out of the car. It's not okay. There's a possible missing child. That's what she says to the police. And again, Casey tried not to get her to call the police. She kept trying and trying. She's like, this is happening. She did it anyway. Casey did not want to drag in the police, even though her daughter has been with the nanny for a month. So the cop comes and they start doing the usual. They're interviewing Casey, trying to figure out where Kaylee is, who's this zanny lady so they can like go get her and all the important stuff that they should be doing. And Casey says, I know who she is, I know where she lives, and I've been talking to her through MySpace. Now, MySpace is like the old Facebook, like before Facebook, there was MySpace. It's the same thing. So, in case you don't know what that is, but I'm sure you do. So, they hear this information, and they get back to Casey, and they're like, you're lying. She's not here. And she's like, no, for sure. Like, I met her there, blah, blah, blah. So, they're like, okay, let's look at the security footage, because she had to have met her here. Now drive through this apartment building luckily had cameras and they go through the camera footage. Casey has never even stepped foot on the property before. So it's concrete now that she's been lying to law enforcement. Police also wanted to confirm that she was working at Universal during this time. Like they need to start figure out what's been going on during this time. So Casey's like, yeah, I work there. So the police, you know, she's already lied at this point, but the police were like, okay, um, let's go to Universal tomorrow and we'll speak with your boss, all that, just get everything figured out. And she's like, cool, awesome, this is going to be perfect. She's so stupid. So she takes the police there. They get there, they already made the calls to like the HR department or whoever they needed to talk to because they're police officers. And they confirm that Casey doesn't work there. Now Casey did work there for a very short period of time. I don't know if she was fired or she quit, but she's been telling her parents that she's been working there for years, and she hasn't been. So there's two cops there and Casey, so they start walking around, she's like, okay, let me take you to my office, let me take you to where you need to go, and she's just like walking around like a crazy person, like, hey, hey, waving at everybody, she's just acting like, she just, she's just so confident with herself that she knows where she's going. So they keep walking until she's caught and she gets to the end of a hallway. She turns around and she's like, I don't work here. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm just laughing because she's so freaking stupid. Cops are like, 
Obviously. Police are done at this point. So they arrest Casey for child neglect, obstruction of a criminal investigation, and giving false statements. During this time, her parents did come to see her. I think in their hearts, they were like, it, there's just no way she had anything to do with this. I don't know. I can't justify it. But it's shown, there is a video that shows her parents coming to see her. And it was like, can you just tell me what the nanny looks like, Zanny the nanny? Because you're in prison, so I feel like they're going to ask me to pick her out pick her out of a lineup and I have no idea what she looks like. I know nothing other than her name and Casey just couldn't give her any details. Like she just said that, you know, she had like, she was, she said that she had like very random features, like nothing very specific that she had like curly hair, she was Latina and she was a 10. She's saying, um, she's the hot one. Her parents asked her, where do you think Kaylee is? And she said, my heart, I just feel that she's, she's close. And Casey wasn't wrong. So when Casey's arrested, she's put on a $500,000 bond, so half a million dollars. And in a month after she was arrested, she bonded out of jail. I do want to say the person who bailed her out of jail was like a nephew of a California bail bondsman. And they only, they said that they released her, they got her out of jail because they were hoping that she would cooperate and that they would find Kaylee. Like they had the right idea, but the wrong girl. <laughs> they had the right idea, but the wrong bitch. Okay. So as soon as she's released from jail, I would say the whole country loses their mind. I remember this happening like it was yesterday and I was very young when this happened, but I remember it happening. And people were just coming to their yard, like, they were almost fighting. It was so bad, starting, like, huge arguments. I mean, they were, like, right there on, I couldn't imagine, right there on their property, yelling at them, saying horrible things. And there's really nothing you can do, because, I mean, sure, they're yelling, but they're right there at your, it was, it was bad. So, Casey was arrested in July of 2008, but then in August of 2008, a meter reader goes to a wooded area to go goes to a wooded area where there's like no houses or anything that's not far it's right around the corner actually from Casey Anthony Cindy and George's family home and he goes to use the bathroom and he makes a call to the police station he's like look I see something really weird out here at the woods it's like a bag I think y'all should come check it out and he called the Orlando Police Department and they were like, call the tip line. So he called the tip line, left a message, and they never called him back. And this was in August of 2008. So this was fresh after this happened and fresh, you know, fresh-ish after Kay Kaylee went missing. So months go by and he goes back out there in December 2008 to use the bathroom again. And he's like, look. This time, there's it's, the gray bag is still here, but there's a skull right here beside the gray bag. Y'all need to come out here and check it out. So two, two police officers do come out there, and they look around, and they say, I don't see anything. Like, I don't see what you're talking about. Like, I don't, like, I don't understand. Like, so frustrating. But they said, I don't see it, and they just left it alone. So he comes back out the next week. Like, this happened, so that happened on December 11th. So he comes out again December 19th, and it's still there. So he calls again. He's like, look, there's a skull out here in the woods. And for apparently third time's the charm, they took him seriously this time. 
but it's now been a very long time since Casey was arrested in July, so it's been a very long time. But they do find the remains of a little girl, and then it is confirmed that it is Kaylee Anthony, right around the corner from her family home. Now, I know what you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's so crazy, how could they just ignore this, but they did, and if they would have just listened to his call the first time, they, this case would have ended a lot differently, I'm more than sure. So let's talk about some of the evidence. Now, they did find hair in the trunk of that car that belonged to Casey Anthony, the mother of Kaylee. In the trunk, they found a piece of hair. Now, they were able to do, like, run DNA on the hair, and they determined it was either Casey, Kaylee's, or Cindy's by genes, but the hair was untreated, so, like, Casey and Cindy both have treated their hair with, like, hair dye before, so we knew it couldn't be them, and it had a decomposition ring on it, so it was banded, which means that the hair came from, like, a, a body who was decomposing. And there are specific police dogs that are trained and can alert you when there has been a decomposing body somewhere, and they alerted in that vehicle several times. There's also a big stain where that hair was found in the car. Now, I don't know what happened if they tested the stain. I couldn't find that information, but there was also a big stain there. Also where I'm sure the trash bag was. And the blanket that Kaylee was wrapped in was a Winnie the Pooh blanket, and it was the same, it's part of a set that was found at the family home. It was the theme of her room, Winnie the Pooh, and she was also in like a laundry basket, and it there was it was part of a set, and the other piece of the set was also found at the family home. So all of the items that Kaylee was wrapped in was items from the family home. None none of it was items that you would think would be from someone else's home, like Sandy the nanny or anyone else. But we know that's garbage at this point. So during this investigation, police actually found a lady name. Zaneda Fernandez Gonzalez, which is what Casey said her like full name was, that she just went by Zanny, and that lady, Zaneda, I'm going to call her by her full name so you know, actually sued Casey because she was getting so, I'm sure, so much hate during this time because that was her name, but you know, it was complete bullcrap, but she actually ended up suing Casey. Now the trial is going on and Casey looks just fine. She doesn't look upset. She doesn't look like, to me, it doesn't even look like she's ever even cried. Um, but during this time, there are images going around that during this time that Kaylee was missing and that Casey, you know, supposedly said she was with the Zanny. Zanny the nanny was with the nanny named Zanny that she was out doing like white t-shirt contests and body contests and was like living her best life with her DJ boyfriend during this time and she also got like a tattoo like it's like beautiful life or something like that I'm not sure something about life she got like a tattoo during this time and did like a lot of things that I feel like maybe she missed out on because she had a kid or maybe she felt like she missed out on because of Kaylee during the trial, it was brought up that they went through the family computer, because they only had one computer for the home, that someone Googled neck breaking and chloroform. Now, during the trial, Cindy Anthony, the mom to Casey, 
it seemed like she was covering up because she said no I was looking up chlorophyll which is what like makes makes plants green and you know I, I kind of understand that and she was like oh I'm worried like the dogs are like getting the bamboo and stuff in the backyard and to me that like kind of makes sense but why didn't you just google can dogs like eat bamboo and things like that but she it seemed like she was covering up for Casey and what does neck breaking have to do with that but she said it was her but the it was proven that that's not true that it was not Cindy because she wasn't even at home during the time and they found an alibi that obviously confirmed this her defense team was led by the one and only Jose Baez if you don't know who Jose Baez is he is known as the lawyer for the O.J. Simpson case. Now, I haven't covered that case on here, but, you know, I'm sure you've heard of it, but if you haven't, I'll make sure to make a video about it. But one of the insanely infamous cases, and he was the lawyer on that case, and I don't want to, like, spoil the case, but uh, Jose, um made huge news during that time with his defense with that case is what I'm gonna say. Now when I found out it was him I felt like it was no coincidence. I felt like he took her case. I don't know if he took it pro bono or what the situation was but when he took the case I knew it was because it was like such a big case that if he got her off on this case that it would be such good news for him. I'm sure for big clients to come to him and you know pretty much not a guarantee, but pretty much feel like they could really trust him because of the two outcomes that came from both of these huge cases. Now, during the trial, Cindy and George Anthony are allowed in the courtroom, but only on the conditions that they show zero emotion. If they show emotion, they will be asked to leave. They were worried because, you know, they are witnesses that they couldn't have them in there, but, you know, it's a tough situation. So as long as they showed no emotion, they were allowed in. So during the trial, it was brought up that Casey is a huge liar. We all know this, but it was brought up that she lies all the time. So... Jose Baez said, well, the reason why she lies is because ever since she was a little girl, I believe eight, that her father has been coming into her room every single night and molesting her. Now, George is sitting there in the courtroom and he cannot show any emotion. He had no idea this was coming. Um, it's believed to not be true, but he's just completely devastated that his daughter would even say this. And it's just, it's just horrible. And it's just, I wanted to say that she did, you know, bring that up in the trial and that it was also brought up that Jose Baez said that it was just a horrible accident that spiraled out of control because he said was what happened was that Kaylee got into the family pool. They did have a above ground swimming pole. She fell in. They didn't notice it. It was Casey and her father, George, like George has been getting he's been going through a lot during this trial during this whole situation but especially during this trial they said she said that they were home she fell in them in the pool Casey found her dead in the pool and she took her out and George was like oh my gosh George used to be a cop way back when and he was like oh my gosh they're gonna get you for like neglect murder oh my gosh you're gonna go to prison forever so George helped her hide the body it amazes me that this has come up because I'm like, 
who fed this to Jose? Did Jose just like pull this out of his butt? Or did Casey say this happened? Because like, is there truth in that? I don't know. Because Kaylee's body was in the woods for so long, because no one listened to the meter reader's calls the first time that her body had been through a lot and they honestly couldn't confirm exactly how she died. Like her bones had been scattered. They didn't even find all of the bones, things like that. But they did like determine like, you know, no baby should die with duct tape on their mouth in the situation and had to be murder, homicide. During closing arguments, Jose is like, look, you don't have to like Casey. You can think she's a stupid, lying, slut bitch. Yes. For all I care. But look at the evidence and don't just convict her because you don't like her and because she's a liar. The prosecution is like, look, no one can make an accident look like a murder. If it's an accident, it will look like an accident. It won't look like murder. But this laundry bag was Kaylee's coffin. And she had duct tape over her mouth her mother didn't report her for 30 days. I can't see how you would think this is an accident. They just got real, real with them. The prosecution also said, look, I think that swimming pool theory is complete garbage. Use your common sense when coming up with this verdict. At that point, that's really all you can say. Use your common sense. By golly, I'm sorry, but this jury had zero zero common sense. Now Casey was charged with a bunch of things with us of course focusing on murder but the jury found her not guilty for manslaughter, for murder, and for child abuse. Now they were also charging her with seven counts of false information to police and they found her guilty to four of those seven charges. Casey did end up having to pay like around $200,000 to the state because they lied, you know, misuse of police money, things like that. But she's out and she's living her life in Florida. Every Christmas I'm always like, Merry Christmas to everyone except Casey Anthony and I will probably say that for the rest of my life. That's the case of the tragic murder of Kaylee Anthony and how she has the worst mother in the entire world. But thank you so much for watching today's video. I appreciate you. If you wasn't here, I wouldn't be making these videos or podcasts. So thank you so much. Now make sure to be here next Tuesday on my YouTube channel and next Wednesday on my podcast. Thank you so much, and I'll see you then. Bye.